welcome to the Nutrient Narratives podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. This is the place where dietitians and dietetic students share their stories centered around food to all things nutrition in order to inform, empower, and bring some inspiration to your day. Hailing all the way from the East Coast, and specifically New York, my guest on this episode is registered dietitian nutritionist Lily Correa. When she arrived at Loma Linda University, she was very set on becoming a certain type of dietitian with a focused specialty. There was going to be no ands, ifs, or buts. She was determined to have this particular type of specialty, but it didn't happen. However, God had other plans for Lily, and boy, is she so happy to be currently serving on Bellevue Hospital's Lifestyle Medicine Program. And by the way, when Lily was a student at LLU, she kept saying the word legacy, so I ended up giving her the nickname Legacy. <laughs> Hello, Lily. Welcome to the Nutra Narratives Podcast. Hi, Gigi. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I know we have a little time difference, three hours. <laughs> yeah. We're making it work. We are. Thank you. Let's go back to where did you come from as far as where were you born? So I was actually born here in New York City where I currently reside. I did um, not so, know that. <laughs> yeah, I was born here in New York in Elmhurst Hospital, which is part of NYC Health and Hospitals. So part of this organization that I work for now. Um, so it's actually pretty cool because it seems it feels like I've come full circle. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. true. But that's why you have family there, or you can visit family very easily because everybody's there. Uh, I have family in Massachusetts. My mom and dad, oh. my grandma, my brothers. Yeah, they live in Massachusetts. I do have family here in New York as well. Um, my dad's sister, my cousins and stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Way to go. And then um, how long did you live there? How old were you when you came to California? Right, so... I actually, so I was born here in New York, and then I was raised in Lima, Peru. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I love it. I went over there. My grandma took us over there when I was just a baby. So Spanish is my first language. I lived in Peru for the first eight years of my life. Um, and then we moved back to New York for a couple of years. And then on to Massachusetts, where the family has you know, settled ever since. I was back in the 90s. <laughs> okay, yeah. very nice. So was it so school get, that brought you out to Loma Linda? So it, it's actually, it, it was quite a journey to get oh. out to Loma Linda. Initially, um, I actually started my professional career as an English prof. So I went to school. I have That's my, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I have a bachelor's in um, English literature and and I went on to La Sierra University, where I was introduced to actually um, California and I fell in love with it, Riverside. I did my master's um, in lit there. And so when I was at La Sierra, I definitely knew that I wanted to come back to California. 
point because I just loved it. And the interesting thing is the way I ended up at La Sierra even was that I was uh, recruited to go and play volleyball there. Um, mm-hmm. For my, la- I had a one year of eligibility left for collegiate volleyball, and I ended up at La Sierra for that year plus my master's program. My graduates there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I taught English for after graduation. For, yeah, for the next four years, um, and. While I, I took a, a teaching contract at Andrews University, actually, and that was the last year that I taught English, <laughs> because right. when I was at Andrews University, uh, I ended up having um, a class, a free class as part of the faculty benefits, and I took a class in nutrition, and ah. that's when I, yeah, that's when I fell in love with nutrition. Like uh, Dr. Peter Peter Previs, he taught the class, and oh. I just realized that. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I realized after taking that class that I loved teaching, but I was teaching in the wrong subject. <laughs> oh, I mean, not, don't get me wrong. Again, what's that? That was a great discovery. Like, you knew it was teaching, but wait a minute, not the right subject matter. Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love English, loved all my time there and everything that I did. Um, but really, my, my passion was in nutrition. Um, one of the reasons that I ended up at Loma Linda was actually because of a friendship I had made with the chaplain at La Sierra University, Pastor Sam, and I feel like he was very influential in my um, career path in the sense that when I talked to him, uh, he came out to Andrews to do a week of prayer, and when I talked to him about you know just what I was feeling, what I wanted to do in the future, he had this prayer, Gigi, of dedication for me. That oh, it's just wow. like something I've never, you know, I never forget. He he told me that he loved getting up every day and going to work as a chaplain, you know, and that was like his life's vocation. And he wanted that same thing for me. So he prayed in that way in that I would find a career that like would would make me wake up in the morning feeling like, you know, happy to go to work every day. And like I had a, a purpose in life around that, like this mission, you know, and, and, um, and I'll never forget that prayer. Mm-hmm. Because I know that that is, you know, what led me to pursue dietetics in Loma Linda ultimately. So thank mm-hmm. you to um, Pastor Sam Lenore. God used him <laughs> to be yeah. that pivotal change in yeah. redirecting you to a yeah. path that you really love. Yeah. And I, you know, I wanted Loma Linda because I was very interested in vegetarian nutrition, actually. When I was while I was at Andrews is where I started hanging out with a group of friends that were already vegetarian. I didn't grow up vegetarian, even though I grew up Seventh Day Adventist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always interested in the lifestyle from a performance perspective too, because as I played volleyball, kind of in growing up in that world where vegetarian and vegan athletes were seen as her in terms of performance nutrition, and I played volleyball and basketball with you know all of these guys and girls that had grown up vegetarian they were just as tall just as strong just you know what i mean just as competitive as uh, the counterparts and so i always had something around that where i was like hmm this uh-huh. is interesting very cool <laughs> um, that sparked your interest in diving more into this Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. And but then um, with mm-hmm. Loma Linda, then was was what? Well, actually, my question is, what was that journey like through Loma? So, what was actually really cool is that I went. I moved to decided to move to California because I wanted to get into Loma Linda. 
And I moved there without being accepted into the program, just packed up my bags <laughs> and I needed to do like all the prereqs, you know, microbio, uh, biochem, all that stuff, you know, anatomy and physiology. And I have to say that from the start, doing all those classes at Loma Linda, I knew I was home. Oh. I, I mean, Dr. Dr. Ernie Schwab was my teacher for uh, a professor for AMP, and that man is just amazing, oh. amazing professor, so inspiring. Um, That's what I always hear, yeah, right? And I just knew that, like, this was it, you know. Wow. So, getting into the program also was, you know, something that I always remember having a conversation with Dr. Haddad um, around how this program would be for me, you know. Initially, um, and she's heard me tell this story before, like, you know, she was concerned because I have this humanities background and there's all of these, you know, science classes and it's just, it is, it's like a whole, it's a very big switch, you know? So we, we talked about that, you know, and um, she was saying if there was a different, this is a different kind of program, like a psychology program, I could see you doing very well, you know, but let's talk about how you might do in the science, but, you know, and she was, it was cool. Like I actually, like I felt the, the concern around my my choosing this and my, my well-being through it, you okay. know, and I, and I told her, Dr. Haddad, you know, I said, if you give me a shot to do this, I will not only um, get through this program, but I will work hard and I will exceed your expectations. Oh, wow, <laughs> yes. And, you know, we're not going to jump into that part, but I can say you have. I can tell <laughs> you, you. you have fulfilled that promise. Thank you. First. Yeah, I just, it was one of those moments, Gigi, where I felt like I was like fighting for my life. You know, I was like, please let me into this program. Like, I moved out here. <laughs> yeah, but you but, did it in faith. That yeah. is so admirable in and of itself. You just knew <laughs> that that's where God was needed you, wanted you to go. Yeah. And it, it felt that way the whole time I was there at Loma Linda. I thoroughly enjoyed my experience at Loma Linda. I am a very proud alum. Um, and I mean, I'm wearing this, this shirt right now, right? As we yes. speak. <laughs> and I, uh, I have my, my license plate, uh, you know, is Loma Linda alum. I mean, I'm very, yeah. I love it. You know, I got to work with you for a little bit because you were in Nutrition Council Student Association. Yes. And you were very active. Yes. That was such an amazing experience working with that group. You know, all the activities that we did and everything we got to create. That actually still is one of my favorite uh, stories uh, or one of my favorite, I would say, um, what made me feel really accomplished as a student leaving a legacy there was about that. It was that um, the film screening, you know, that. Oh, that was huge. That that happened, you know, it continued for years, you know, on. Mm -hmm. And it was was awesome, you know, something. To today. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And that stopped. (laughs) Thanks to you. And that's such a like, that's one of the things, see, Gigi, that I, I always mm-hmm. love about, about anywhere you go, really, but about Loma Linda is yes. that you can be an active participant, you know, in, in your experience there. And mm-hmm. whenever I used to mentor students uh, at Loma Linda, because I became a preceptor afterward and all that stuff, and we'll get into that. But yeah. I, would, I always would tell students that I didn't let Loma Linda happen to me. I happened to it. Oh, hey, <laughs> that yeah. is outstanding. That's a great yeah. mindset and a great take on yeah. how to operate when you're here as a student. There yeah, because it's just, it's about what you can leave behind, you know, and I, I knew going in that everything that I uh, made better mm-hmm. would 
also serve would not only serve the people that would come up behind me, right? Yeah. But it would serve all of us as yes. as a family of True. alum that we are. You know, I always would tell my students too that we all share the same last name now, Loma Linda oh. University. Oh, you know, and so beautiful. <laughs> I really love how you just don't um, think about yourself, but you're thinking of everybody else, the family that comes after. And that is truly worth um, trying to emulate from us who see you, who are in contact with you. Wow. We want to be selfless like that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been an amazing experience, really being able to, to share and participate. And, you know, one of the things that Loma Linda really gave me um, in my experience there is definitely the being able to participate in mission. Oh, you know, please, I, please. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Talk about I always, yeah, I always um, encourage Everybody, you know, if you can go on a mission trip, do it. Definitely. I mean, it takes you from that textbook, you know, that you where you only read about, let's say, Marasmus, a co-op worker, and you know, you're you're going to some of these places where there's experiential learning. You know, mm-hmm. you get to really see some of these things on the ground and think outside the box. You know, where you don't have maybe formulas, you know, available for you. You have to kind of, you know, look at what you have around you and, and make. Uh, it makes you a better dietitian. You know, it makes you culturally aware. Indeed. Um, it opens exactly. up so many worlds. You know, mm-hmm. it, it helps you to learn how to work within an interdisciplinary team. You know, you're working with like uh, the medical students, the dental students, oh. pharmacy. Like, it's so cool. You know, Definitely. And, and you're just completely out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. And and that's where that learning experience really takes place because you're not where it's all there for you. It's right. not just handed to you. You have mm-hmm. to see what the situation has, what it contains. And as you said, you got to move forward with figuring out what can work. Yeah, absolutely. So, so can you tell us some of the, the trips, the places that you've gone to? And I think you have some trips coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my first trip that I did with Lomalinda was actually to Honduras, to the wow. site called Pan, Amer- Pan American Health Services. Um, and fortuitously, it's the site that it has a nutrition rehabilitation center for kids. And when I went there, Gigi, I just fell in love. I mean, mm-hmm. I looked at, you know, here I am as a first year student, you know, and when you're a first year student, you're like, man, I don't know anything, but I'm here, you know, and I'm like going to learn and I'm, you know, taking in my surroundings. And But I had a thought that first year that I went and my thought was when I become a professional, I want this site to be the one that belongs to our schools, you know, the school, of, the school of Allied Health, the School of Public Health Nutrition, and this will be our trip. And I will be bring students here, you know, and because I, I saw like the medical school, the dental school, the nursing school, they all have their own, you know, focus trip. And I, I thought this site would be the perfect site to, you know, have a mutually beneficial relationship. I love how you envisioned that. Yeah. It was, you know, and it was such a cool thing to have Sims, the Students for International um, Mission Service, uh, partner with me to make that dream a reality. You know, we, I, they, they did their trip in December. So the first time we took students out um, as a nutrition cohort, it was, it was like I served doubly as a chaplain for the trip <laughs> and <laughs> as the pre- preceptor for our oh. nutrition students. So that was like kind of the condition that got me in there, you know, kind of to explore what it would look like to do a okay. trip. Um, and so the first trip was a shared trip with, okay. you know, all of these different disciplines. From there, we um, sprung into our own trip 
you know, during a spring break, we created and wanted it to be uh, to meet all of the nutrition, you know, yes. to have students really be able to get on the ground and learn. And we incorporated um, being able to plant a, a vegetable and fruit garden uh, with the kids and the staff at the Pan American Health Services so that we could do nutrition lessons from there. And we also learned, I mean, I had no idea about gardening, any of that stuff, you know, so like we <laughs> so kind of learned along the way. Yeah, learning absolutely. as you went. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's what was cool about it, you know. Uh-huh. And then this past year, we actually took Dr. B talk with us. Yes, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Edward and I were classmates together, so it was just such a cool experience, you know, to be able to be oh, in this cool. professor. Yeah, yeah, physically, you know, we're in this like like leader professor capacity, you know, versus like being the goofy kids, student kids, <laughs> you know, at Loma Linda. So it was. Uh-huh. It was awesome. I I love it because you were the one that said we need a nutrition specific mission trip where it was a mission trip that nutrition students can claim as their own. You were already setting that path for trailblazing for setting a legacy for Loma Linda. You know, that's, I just think that the more the more things that we can pass on, you know, the better that we all, like, become together. You know, we rise together. Um, yes, And I think true. that's just, yeah, it continues to grow. And I really like to talk to students about how they can make an impact and to think that, you know, even though they're one person and sometimes you don't think you can, you know, change things or make something different, you really, you really can. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody wants, everybody wants, you you know, progress and newness. There are so many things, you know, at Loma Linda, like I, I felt so honored to forge a path, you know, because uh-huh. like when I came to Loma Linda, the funniest thing was that I actually wanted to be a sports and that was oh, <laughs> that's the reason I went into dietetics. Yeah, that's why I went into dietetics. It was like the whole, the background of athletics, you know, with the volleyball. Right. The volleyball, the basketball. I'm obsessed with. <laughs> mm. And so... Um, I went in to, to do that and I actually didn't, um, oh, so Lomelina didn't have a, a nutrition, a sports nutrition rotation before I got there. And that was one of the other things where I said, we need one of those. If I'm going to become a sports dietitian, I need to <laughs> rotate through a sports program. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> fortuitously, I had a, you know, one of my best friends works for this company, Exos, and he connected to the dietitian there and we talked and we set up the contract and stuff and, you know, that. I mean, it's great. Like the rest is history around like, I know that some of our other, I know lots of other students have rotated through Lexos and right. and it's been, it's been awesome, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to see. And we're making that happen. <laughs> I know some of your other guests have actually, because I've listened to some of the other interviews mm-hmm. and some of your other guests have talked about how they found their path in during the rotation, yeah. right? Like, and that is, that was all very true for me. Very wow. true for me. I, um, and that's why I always tell students that you really want to, treat your rotation like a job honestly you know you go in there and you know obviously you do your best but you also you never know what what can happen right um so i went in wanted to do the sports nutrition and i actually didn't uh i didn't get in the first time that i did the interview which was devastating for me because it was one of those moments in life where you have this plan right and Mm -hmm. you see the path to it and right. then all of a sudden, it's like the, the just the carpet is pulled from under you, and yeah. you don't know where to go from there. Oh, you have no yeah. idea. Because you were yeah. so set on sports, and you're like, so, oh, I'm going to do it. Yep. I was so focused on it. And so when I didn't get in, I actually ended up having two rotations that three I ended up, because of the timing, that 
completely changed my career trajectory in my life, you know. Wow. It turned it around 360 degrees. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is how I know that God can really, mm. and not just because of this experience, but this was very real for me that God can turn huge heartbreak yes. into like the most beautiful, you know, um, experience. Right. And so, yeah. You're a living um, witness, testimony to, to that. I, I'm, yeah. Right. Was, and I mean, was, I, I know that it was hard to have that heartbreak, but it's like, you know what? Heartbreak, God uses it and turns it to way more, um, uh, that's wrong English, or turns it way better than <laughs> what we originally planned. Yeah. No, I, like, I didn't see, I, I'm a huge believer in Psalm 37 4 is one is my favorite, my favorite song. And it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, mm. and He will give you the desires of your heart. And I read that as he's going to give you the desires like we don't I don't even know what the desires are he's going to give them to me because he knows what's going to fulfill me huh? so I didn't even know that outpatient dietetics was my future you know but but I fell in love with it when I ended up at Kaiser Permanente you know because I didn't get into exos in that first round right so I I ended up in operation fit where I worked with kids. I remember right? and at, Yeah, yeah, with the shirt. <laughs> yeah, the green shirt. <laughs> at the Drayson Center. Mm -hmm. So number one, you know, what that did for me, I was very uncomfortable working with kids. I don't oh, I saw that. feel like I didn't I didn't know how to talk to them. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I do adults. <laughs> comfortable with them. <laughs> so it it put me out of my comfort zone which okay. is amazing, an amazing okay. experience, you know, like a, running a summer camp for those of you who don't mm -hmm. know an Operation Fit for the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, but it was running this summer camp for kids. And I actually got to work with first-year meds oh, on this interdisciplinary team, which uh, yes. set me on that path. It set me on that path, Gigi, about uh -huh. knowing that this this is the future of med. Dietitians working together with an you know a, a team of doctors Beautiful. you know for the around this lifestyle medicine it was actually born in operation fit for me oh my that's crazy <laughs> oh, right cool. so cool i mean i saw you in action and during operation fit and to think that wow that was birthed like your vision of where you wanted to really then go with your career wow it started there so um yeah, it started there <laughs> it was like the little seed you know and it kept developing as yes. i went through you know my different rotations i did these mission trips and worked with more interdisciplinary teams you know i just kept building um after that rotation i ended up at kaiser permanente which is where i ended up working for the next three years um and that uh, kaiser permanente is where i fell in love with us i had never even considered that this is what i would do. really <laughs> no my my sights were set solely on, <laughs> on sports nutrition and so when i went to kaiser permanente and I saw that I could teach, you know, I'm like, these guys are teaching about diabetes, teaching cholesterol, hypertension, like classes, actual classes. They have a kitchen, you know, that is a whole food plant-based kitchen. They work with the chief of cardiology to do these demos. You know, again, that physician dietitian relationship, you know, there's a, there's a team of dietitians who work together. I believe at the time there was like 10 or 12 dietitians, you know, and really supportive and, 
Another really cool thing that I, that I loved is that when I went around their little cubicles, Gigi, mm-hmm. a lot of them had like Bible verses and a lot oh. of like really inspirational. So it didn't seem too far away from the Melinda, even though it wasn't, you know, a, like a, a specifically Christian, like what Melinda is setting, you know, it was people being like really comfortable, you know, loving God and being themselves around being Christians. And I was like, this environment is just so cool, you know, oh. and I don't know. I, Great. I totally fell in love with that place. And I said, I would, I would come definitely. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, so there's like a recurring theme with Operation Fit. It was working with medical students and then yeah. they're at Kaiser working with physicians. Wow. Mm-hmm. God was like weaving this interdisciplinary relationship in yeah. your career path. It was like the story, right? Yeah. That was building. Mm-hmm. And then after the Kaiser rotation, I ended up in Whittier at, at oh. my inpatient rotation. And there, I actually met a very good friend of mine still, Shireen Chu. And we still keep in touch. And she was actually the person that uh, sent me the email about the job that I currently have. Oh, <laughs> so I, I'm telling you, everything is just so so crazy connected. Like, I, if I had never met Shireen in that rotation just by chance, you know, and became friends with her and all that stuff, I probably would have never ended up here in this job. I, wow. You know, she, she's uh, in the vegetarian nutrition um, dietetics practice group. So Dr. McMacken, who was hiring for this position that I currently work in, um, she sent an email to that group. And since I wasn't a member, I would have never seen it. But Shireen forwarded it to me and she says, this job was written for you. You have to apply. Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, that's just so incredible how God places people in your life. And you don't even have to plan it because God already has the the story, the next narrative happen in his own time. Absolutely. I really believe that, you know, because I've seen evidence of it. You know, my, my, my career life has always been in a lot of, you know, prayer uh, and path and just God really showing me this is the next step. And I always say, okay, cool. Let's pack my bags and <laughs> let's go to that, you know, because it's been great. Mm-hmm. I, I love like um, you and Morgan. It's like God pulled both of you out of California to go f- far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very far away to the East Coast right. to use you for greater work. And you listen to that call instead of saying, well, I like it. I like it here in California. I want to stay, but why do I have to move so far? But you are so willing. It's also something that is inspired by my grandpa. He was uh, a pastor for the Adventist Church and ministry for over 50 years. And he had that, you know, calling like from Isaiah saying, here I am, send me. Mm. And that is like, that's when uh, when he passed away and I, I made, you know, all the, the slideshow and stuff for his funeral. That was one Bible verse that really stuck to me and that, that was who he was, you know, yeah. he was very prayerful about where he would go next. Uh-huh. And to, for me to follow his legacy, you know, living it out, it, it feels really like my career journey has been honoring, you know, his, his legacy around who he, he was or he knew God was for, for him, you know, well, that here well, I am, send me. Yeah. Yes, what, what a blessing to have a, a godly, God-fearing grandfather who really set yeah. a beautiful example for, for you and I'm sure your, your entire family. Yeah, he was, yeah, we miss him. He was great. So then where are you today? Or is there any in-between story before we get to that? <laughs> well, um, so jumping back really quickly to uh, right after I took boards. Okay. So, yeah, so... Because I, I know that it was funny because I related to, to Ernie's journey around that when you interviewed him. I listened to that podcast the other day. But um, So I actually got an interview for Kaiser Permanente 
like four days after I passed my book. So it was very quickly, you know, like they, they had their eyes, you know, like they, they wanted me to come and and apply. And it was really funny because my my soon to be boss actually had told me, she said, if you fail the test, we're going to cancel the interview. (laughs) No pressure. Wow, 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 incredible. So the stakes are high, Um, but I mean, luckily, but you, you walk through it with confidence. I had, I knew that I had found my home and when I went through that rotation, this is my place, you know, and I'm just so blessed and grateful that they felt the same way about me. And I was able to come back and I worked at Kaiser for almost three years before another bug bit me. And <laughs> yeah, so my, my colleague and I actually came to a lifestyle medicine conference in Harvard, uh, here in Boston. And during the conference, a uh, physician spoke about a term that I hadn't heard of, like spoken in that way. I'd heard of food as medicine, you know, that, those kind of, that kind of terminology, but he spoke about culinary. Oh. And yeah, and he talked about this institute, the Natural Gourmet Institute that he had taken six months out of his medical practice to go and, you know, to go through so that he can now establish this um, practice that he has for culinary medicine at Harvard. Um, and he does that. And that's one of the things that he does. And wow, this to me seems because I already had had all that practice at Kaiser with the kitchen and leading out and the cooking demonstrations. Mm. And I had completely fallen in love with that as well. And I saw the two paths like kind of merging, you know, and I said, I feel <laughs> like this is my next step. I need to, that's in New York. So I like, I need to pray about moving to New York <laughs> and doing this culinary, you know, program so that I can advance my um, practice as a dietitian. Because I, the other thing that I saw is that patients really expect us to know our way around the kitchen, know our way around recipes, you know, and they don't want you to just give them a, a diet paper. They want Ooh. you to say, how do you, how do you make this? Right. It's, you hit, you hit it right there on the, the head of the nail. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. And so a lot of times we can get comfortable or maybe it's also time, you know, depending on the inpatient or outpatient world where we're giving patients, you know, these handouts of what you, what foods to limit, what foods to avoid, or, you know, but you're not actually, patients most often feel like they're being told that they can't eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Well, I don't know what to eat. You yeah. know, and, uh-huh. yeah. well, true, true, true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what I found with the cooking is that I could talk to them about how they could, you know, manage, let's say, a, a whole food plant-based diet if they wanted to go that way to manage their diabetes. Um, but I wouldn't only tell them about it and, you know, what was involved in it, but I would also take them into the kitchen, prepare it with them, show them, right? And then they got to taste it. Oh, my. So wow. That, yeah. That awesome. Piece, this is like not just awesome. This is fun for you, too. It was so fun. So fun because it was was like a challenge, you know, it was like this challenge of like, let me show you how healthy food can actually be delicious. It's going to look good. It's going to taste good. And maybe you're not going to love everything, you know, but you will love some things guaranteed, you know, and it's easy. It can be really easy. So you went through a six month program then to get trained. Yes. And so very... I have a degree now with uh, a culinary arts certificate from the Natural Gourmet Institute. 
Um, yeah, and that was after you know my time at Kaiser. So that's kind of the timeline of how I ended up in New York. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of jumped the gun. I'm all too yeah. glad you backtracked. No, so that was cool. So that's how I ended up in New York. And I was actually going to come back to California. That was the plan, you know, because it's always like you have these plans, right? I have this plan. Um, but that's when my dad ended up getting sick. So he was diagnosed with um, lymphoma. He was hospitalized for six months. And that was, you know, the timeliness of that, though, uh, or the timing of that, I'm sorry, was, again, for me, it was almost like God had said, this is where you need to be. And this happened. Because if I had been in California working, you know, I mean, I just wouldn't have had that ease of being with him all that time. Like I practically moved into the hospital and I was living in that little family room, <laughs> you know, so four or five days a week, uh-huh. I'd be staying there with him. And I got to see like a whole other side of the hospital, let me tell you, as oh. far as like, well, as far as the food, you know, is concerned, because I had never been an inpatient dietitian. I'd only had experienced those, that rotation in the inpatient world. Um, so I got to know it pretty, pretty intimate and wasn't always happy with what I saw. Did you yeah. say anything to anybody? Yeah. You, you know me. I can't, I can't stay quiet with those kinds of things. I'm very diplomatic about it, you know, of yeah. course, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it was hard. We need those spokespeople for us. So, and so, then yeah. mm-hmm, you're, no, what's her? Is your dad? Um, oh, my dad is actually in remission now. Oh, and, praise the Lord. You know, praise God, yeah. Thank, thank you, Lord. So yeah. He, he actually just got his scans back from maybe a few weeks ago. Um, oh. Everything's clear. It was it was such a journey, you know? Um, but I really saw, again, the, the disconnect that exists between health practitioners and food, you know, honestly, and about like the role of food within cancer recovery and, you know, even during treatment and all that stuff, you know, there's like, there's definitely a disconnect there. They really would like to see bridged, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I was excited to participate in that paper that I sent you guys oh, you know, about that. That was incredible. Successful. That paper blew <laughs> us away. I'm so proud oh, of the you. for getting published. Thank you so much. That was like such an amazing experience to be able to work with. What a team, you know. Can you please um, share with the listeners what the paper paper was about. Right. So we wrote a paper about the successful implementation of programs uh, that like programs that involve like whole food plant-based diets um, within hospital systems, outpatient and inpatient sites, and how they've uh, really done well with patient outcomes, um, how they've been received, and also really as a call to action to take a look at the, the food systems that we have within the hospitals, how the food is chosen, um, how we can work to create a better you know food environment within the hospital um, that don't rely so much on patient survey because unfortunately that's one of the things that we see a lot you know that is also a, a, a huge disconnect because a lot of times you know the foods that that we consume um we, or we over consume that can land us in the hospital you know and we don't know any better around it and with it, when we're sick in the hospital there's not a lot of time for education right um so there's never maybe uh, an addressing of the root cause of uh-huh. some of these of some of these lifestyle related diseases, yes. right? And we're relying on patients to continue to dictate maybe some of the foods that are served, and these are the very patients again that have unfortunately not received it. So right. yeah, huge disconnect in the system, and something that we really try to kind of enlighten or bring to bring to light. 
Mm-hmm. So, so it's so interesting for me to see that, like when you, um, well, well, sorry, when your dad was in the hospital, you saw that need that needed to happen, and um, with food services and the food that they give to patients, and now it's just so incredible that you are part of this team that is making that difference. I just feel so blessed. I really do. Yeah. No, it's like every step, how God is taking you to a different part of this journey from the beginning, it has all connected. They're all interrelated. Yeah. And I really see that, like that path, you know, that connection. It's almost, and the funny thing is that I started to think of it like a poem, you know, because I'm an English person too, that background is there. Every every word that you choose, every punctuation, uh, the way that the sentences are formed, everything is chosen by the author and everything has meaning, you know? So when you read it and interpret it, like you can, you can see what went into it, you know, and for me, God really is the author of my, my life poem. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you for saying that and for sharing that. That's so beautiful. I feel that. So what is your job position called, your title called in your so, place of work? Yeah, so really exciting um, to be working for uh, the nation's first plant-based lifestyle medicine program. Wow. I work at Bellevue Hospital, which is uh, the oldest hospital in the United States. Wow. <laughs> and it started in the 70s. 1800s, yeah. Amazing. Um, it's really cool because for me, it also is, you know, I, I love history, again, humanities, you know, and I think that starting a program like this in the oldest hospital in the United States is there's like a really meaningful connection around that, you know, around the roots and around what gets created, right? And I am so fortunate to be able to work with a team of four physicians. Um, Dr. Michelle McMacken is the director of the program. Um, she's an internal medicine. And then we have uh, two other doctors who are internal medicine, um, Dr. Shaw, Dr. Boas, and then we have Dr. Yoshi, who is a nephrologist. And we have a health coach that works with us as well, okay. uh, Chris Ann, and myself as a dietitian. That's our team. <laughs> hey, wow. So you're the dietitian. There's no other dietitian on this team. Solo. <laughs> wow. So in this job, are you also counseling? Well, yes. No, you're you're actually showing the patients how to prepare food, how to be in the kitchen. So we have had one cooking demo. Now, the, dif- the, the different part about this program is that it's within a hospital, right? In the hospital system. So there, we, I don't have the facility like at Kaiser that was an outpatient clinic to have a kitchen. That's something that we're projecting, we're working on okay. in the future because we really, really value that connection. Yes. So, but in its pilot year, what we were doing is we were having the patients uh, come in and with the criteria of type 2 diabetes, hyperlipidemia, overweight obesity, uh, hypertension, and really the object was for them to transition into a whole food plant-based diet in order to um, to halt progression of disease, reverse disease, you know, in some cases. Um, and we've seen a lot of success with people who are adhering to um, the whole food plant-based diet. So again, not, you know, forcing anybody to give up, you know, anything that <laughs> they're not comfortable with, but definitely, I mean, they know that that's in the program. I mean, that was one of the cool things about the patient population is that we had a hotline okay. where people called in and they wanted to be part of the program. Um, and we had about 600, almost 700 people on the waiting list. Uh, right now, the numbers are almost 900. 
Yeah. <laughs> so there was interest. There definitely was, was interest. And so a lot of the patients were self-referred. And we had some internal referrals from Bellevue. But I mean, most people came in knowing that what they were wanting, what they were getting into with the whole food plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. True. So the number of, of patients who have um, applied for this program, they then mm-hmm. have heard about the success stories of those who have gone through the program already. So that speaks a lot that the success must be amazing. Can you give us some examples of these successes? So we had, um, for the patients who have adhered, you know, and come regularly, as we know, and behavior, you know, behavior change. There's a model of, you know, those 14 weeks and the, you know, the patient contact every couple of weeks. So that's one of the things that we really mo- try to model our program against is having that constant contact with, you know, alternating with the dietitian and the health coach, and really being in touch and forming patient groups and all. So the patients who have adhered to, you know, that, that type of program have had the most success. So we have a, a patient who were, uh, we've written a case study about, we'll call him Mr. B. Uh-huh. And uh, he came in male in his early 40s, um, obesity, had type 2 diabetes, um, on various medications. And he had started to adhere to, we'll call you know, we'll call it a vegan lifestyle because he was still, uh, and, I mean, he was using Impossible Burgers and, you know, uh, Subway, you know, those, those foods that are going to be labeled whole food plant-based um, and, and still within that realm of just, you know, not doing animal products for these six weeks, we started to see very big improvements in his blood pressure because he came in with hypertension as well. His numbers, you know, his A1C went from an 8.6 to, you know, a 6.5 and, you know, within those six weeks. And he's continued to improve, continued to stay in the program. He's very diligent with his food food record. I, I love him coming in and we go over his record. And as you know, research shows that this the, the food record it still is this is the number one you know tool when we talk about weight loss so indeed yeah and well, what I really like to see uh, the enthusiasm around like when the labs get better and you know when your genes are fitting better all that kind of stuff because I always tell my patients that we don't focus on weight loss right I always tell my patients that weight loss is a consequence of a healthy balance bingo so all of the other stuff right all right. That, come, that comes along with it. But. I see eye to eye with you on that. Yeah. We're on the same page. Beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, and what we really focus on too is really with lifestyle medicine is, is getting into that root cause of the, yes. Of yes. the disease yes. process, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Treating that insulin resistance instead of just controlling the symptoms, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. You are preaching my, my method. <laughs> love to just preach. <laughs> I love I love that that's, that is the, the type of care that you get is treating the root causes and not just mess. Yeah. So it's been, you know, I feel like my education at Loma Linda has prepared me really well for this type of setting in the sense of I get to use a lot of my, my skills around with public health, you know, program planning and development and, you know, keeping the database for, for our program, you know, using, yeah, a lot of the skills that just were like, classes at some point, you know, now they're starting to really materialize into what I'm doing, you know, so I'm having to think back and remember. I, I know Morgan, Morgan had said she's looking at her textbooks and stuff like too. Same. Uh, stuff that we maybe haven't even thought about in the last few years, but we're, you know, we're coming back to it. And the privilege is that we six get to create this program, you know, from the ground up. 
And I love being able to, again, work with this team of physicians, like just like I did with, uh, you know, an Operation Fit. Right. Where <laughs> this dream was born, you know? Yeah. Got so it. It's really cool. And it's, yeah. And every aspect of lifestyle medicine, that's another thing that really draws me to lifestyle medicine is, you know, just like we have with our Adventist health message, you know, all right. of the, the, the tenements of lifestyle that are super important. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what lifestyle medicine treats. I mean, we're talking about stress management, we're talking sleep, we're talking about exercise, you know, and I'm so fortunate that I get to work with, with a health coach too, that we can partner and really touching all of these areas of lifestyle medicine. Beautiful. So, really cool. Wow. It sounds like you have a dream job. <laughs> I'm <laughs> loving what I'm hearing. I mean, it. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's been a. I mean, it's got. What is? I don't want to call it. It's been an awesome roller coaster. I love roller coasters. You know, like I always wait in line for the front seat. You know, I'll, I'll wait the extra few minutes for the front seat. So I like this is a great job for me. Um, but we're working within a system that wasn't built for this type of program. So that alone brings you know that alone brings challenges. Um, but what I've loved about that is that we've met these challenges head on, and we are we're meeting them head on and it almost well not almost it feels like because of these challenges and things that come up you know these stops these bumps in the road it's like we are forging the way for these types of programs to exist Mm. within hospital settings you know because right now we have lifestyle medicine centers but they're privately owned you know people pay to go this hospital Bellevue it's a safety net hospital you know, so people without insurance can come and get service. And really, that's the dream. You know, the dream is to make the lifestyle medicine, um, to make this treatment available for people who can't afford it. That's like mission trip. That's uh-huh. like, that's the background, right? That's, mm-hmm. yes. you know, wow. it was like the allure for me around, you know, with my public health background to work in an outpatient setting versus the sports setting was that at some point for me, I Coming from where I did, you know, in Peru, um, my family actually moved here because we were, there was a lot of terrorism going on in Peru. And we, yeah, we came here because we wanted to get away from that. So, yeah. so knowing, you know, the poverty that comes from that and everything that I lived through as a kid, um, somewhere in me clicked that I, I wanted to be a dietitian for people who couldn't, who couldn't necessarily afford me. Oh, you know? wow. And so I was really, that was really something that, you know, I saw that I could do within this um, this field of public health and, you know, these programs and the mission trips I do and all that kind of stuff, you know? So. You know, um, just you mentioning that, I'm just reminded of First Corinthians 13. It's like, because the root of what has fueled your, your love for all this is your love for people. And if we just did things without love, we're just a, a clashing symbol. We're just making noises. We're just in the way of people. But because at a young age, you already wanted to be helping people who can't afford to pay for to help them. That's why you're so successful. You're flourishing and people are because the center of what you do is love that comes from God. And that just permeates everything that you do. Yeah, you know, I pray, I pray that that is something that continues to drive me. Um, I think you know, within all that, of course, you know, um, we definitely, like I loved the, the other day when you interviewed Ernie, we were talking about, you know, being financially responsible and all of that. There's obviously, you know, places for all of that. I think you can have all of that, you know, um, and, but you really want to look at a job, finding a job job that you know is not just a job, it's a vocation, you know, it's something that you, you're like Pastor Sam said, 
bed, you know, something that you wake up yes. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work, right? Right. Because right. that's like that saying, like that saying goes that if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I love that saying. I believe that with all my heart because it's, it's yeah. how I feel when I'm at Loma Linda University yeah. work with the students. Awesome. You're like, thank you, Lord. Wow. I get to do this. And uh, what a blessing. So, Lily, what about, um, can you explain to us, you went through another certification type of training where now you're a, a diplomat. Please, <laughs> yes. talk about that. That is so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine um, has opened up certification as a practitioner certification for dietitians. Okay. Um, and I, it's just an awesome thing um, to be able to make lifestyle medicine a board certified specialty so the doctors could do it and nurses um, and teas and so you know dietitians um, for our group what's really cool about the American College of Lifestyle Medicine is that you really feel like you are part of that interdisciplinary team you are an equal participant in patient care and it's that whole person model you know pretty similar to Loma Linda is the philosophy of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine and again taking those tenements of, of the health message which really really draw me into the Adventist church for example like that's the health message is one of the reasons why I as an adult even though like I'm a fourth generation Seventh-day Adventist I chose to you know, I chose Seventh Adventist because of the connection I also felt within that world of health, you know, and how the spiritual world and the health world, it's all connected, right? I thought that was so cool. <laughs> so within the, within the organization for dietitians, there's really awesome community um, that we get to be active participants in treating the root causes of disease and really helping to to have people get their lives, their health back, to live to you know their life to the fullest, you know. And with my public health background too, like it, it definitely called, you know, for that community, all that kind of stuff that is really ingrained in me from the Melinda. Yeah. Um, this organization was definitely it was like a heartfelt type of <laughs> studying for, yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you had to go through a training and how long did that took or the certification process? So they, they send you, uh, it's a 30 hour online module and you have to take all of those, you know, courses that they send you, the, the PowerPoint presentations, articles that you read and summarize. Um, you had to attend in person, get in person CMEs and those can be done at different lifestyle medicine conferences that happen throughout the year. Um, and there's a textbook that you go through that has, you know, the various modalities of lifestyle medicine, which include every every section, not just nutrition for dietetics, lifestyle medicine. Yeah. You get to learn about sleep and exercise, stress management, smoking cessation, um, some medications that are used in that, which is really cool because you actually like knowing about the treatment, the pharmacotherapy treatments also really helps you to understand a physician's notes yeah. better, you know, and the treatment plan of a patient you know and really again be that active participant and so once you get through the book and the online modules uh and the in-person conferences then you sit for it for the test which they give you about four hours okay it's 100 150 questions yep. wow that was um a, a rigorous <laughs> to go yeah that took a lot of your time yeah into that learning process of that whole thing definitely and but it was cool because it really 
really solidified a lot of the you know the public health concepts that I already was you know familiar with from Loma Linda and you know the lifestyle medicine practice that I had already been well, engaging in during my practice at, at Kaiser and here. So it really put like a lot of it filled in a lot of gaps for me. Perfect. You know, and like it really rounded out. I feel like my practice as a lifestyle medicine. Wow, sounds like you really have expanded your knowledge and and training to really make you a a well-rounded dietitian that can offer more more knowledge to people. So kudos to you. Thank you. So um, we're in the last few minutes of our time together, which I've absolutely enjoyed. But I do want to ask, what are your personal nutrition practices that you always do? So thank you for the question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I definitely believe in uh, walk the talk. And so, yeah, I, I myself practice a whole food plant-based diet. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, I wasn't always, I wasn't even, I didn't grow up vegetarian, but there was definitely a transition from, you know, growing up Peruvian and, you know, having a lot of the traditional Peruvian dishes into um, being vegetarian, taking on that lifestyle, and then coming to Loma Linda and, you know, doing more of a vegan lifestyle. And now, you know, practicing a whole food plant lifestyle. Within, you know, uh, balance, of course, again, like we've, we've all, uh, I'm sure all your guests, we've all talked about, uh, you know, balance, (laughs) having, going to a birthday party, you know, having a piece of cake, all that kind of stuff, you know, making room for all those kinds of things in your life. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you know, here at home, I love cooking. So that's a plus. (laughs) And I, uh, I'm into the meal prep stuff, so pretty simple things, you know. Um, yes. Go probably go tos are going to be like my sheet of roasted sweet potatoes, lentils, quinoa, lots of vegetables, you know, things that you can prepare quick. And, yes, and outstanding. You're definitely walking your talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. You. So, last words, advice for either dietetic students, nutrition students or dietitians, or just anybody who is listening, who's not even a dietitian, what advice would you share? Well, I think for me, what's important, as, as you always know, since you, your nickname for me is Legacy. Legacy. <laughs> yeah. You'll always be Legacy uh, to me. <laughs> um, I really think it's important to find our place in the world and think about who we want to be in the world, who we, like what we want to contribute to the world, what we want to leave behind as well. always leave a place better than you found it. Really be, and that goes with people too, as far as being a remarkable country people, you know, be someone who really listens, really um, listens and helps people feel inspired, feel moved, you know, heard after you've been with them, you know, as a, as a dietitian, creating relatedness uh, with a patient has been one of the biggest lessons, you know, that I've taken with me as far as what works, you know, and that's also in the world, you know, not just in, you know, like in my consult room, but creating a safe space, creating relatedness, you know, that's something that can go a long way in this world, especially with everything that we go through, you know, everything that you hear in the news, mm-hmm. um, be someone you know, I love that saying, be the person you needed when you're younger. Oh. And, and that always, that's also about legacy, you know, 
that's also about like just being loved in the world and that'll that'll get you really far absolutely that is so encouraging it's inspiring it's exactly what i wanted you to share <laughs> even though i <laughs> I wanted you to share that because that really comes from your heart. And I know you have lived that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Lily, for taking your time. I know it's like really like evening time there later than California time because you're in New York and you've had a long day. But it really um, touches my heart that you've taken time to share your heart, your passion with me and with our listeners. Thank you, Gigi, for having me. You know, I miss everybody at Loma Linda. This was like an awesome opportunity for me to connect with you and, you know, with everybody who's listening as well. Um, yeah, just hang in there. <laughs> Anytime students are listening, yeah. hang in there because you've, you're entering the greatest profession in the world. Ah. Thank you so much. May God bless you, Lily, in all that you do from here on out. Thank you, Gigi. You as well. After Lily and I finished recording our episode together, she reached back out to me, letting me know there's a little bit more she needs to share. So she went ahead and recorded an additional message. Let's listen to it. For the students in your listening audience, Gigi, I'd love to leave them with a couple of things that could help make their experience at Loma Linda as awesome as mine was. So number one, as you guys heard of my story, um, I started out my RD journey at Loma Linda, really focused on being a sports dietitian. And in my rotations, uh, I discovered that I really wanted to do outpatient dietetics. So one piece of advice is definitely to have an open mind as you go into those rotations and really be at that place and let yourself discover, you know, everything that you love about the place where you're at. And like I said, also in the interview, treat it as if you're going into a place of work and you just never know. You might end up doing something completely different than you thought you would. One part of the story that I didn't get to wrap up in the interview was that I actually did get into EXOS in the winter quarter, so not in the time when I was expecting. Um, and I loved it there. It's a great experience. However, I had already visited Kaiser outpatient and having been there and gone through everything I did there, I just had a change of heart and I realized that that was my place instead. Number two, when I said that I didn't let Loma Linda happen to me, I happened to it. What I meant by that is that anywhere you go, really, you might always find something that is not there or something that may not work for you. Um, my motto always is to leave every place that you came to better than the way that you found it and look at how you can be a contribution to that place and in that way, create a legacy. So don't let Loma Linda happen to you. You happen to it. And lastly, create team around you. Get to know the people that you are studying with, that you're working with. For me, I was blessed enough to have an amazing cohort of people who just wanted me to succeed. There were definitely times along my journey when I had trouble switching my English major mind 
into all of the new scientific concepts, all of the biochem, getting through all of those tough classes <laughs> with vitamins and minerals. But the people in my cohort, they stayed with me after school, you know, studied with me, helped me get through these concepts, helped me to understand. Um, and then I, they participated in the, the Nutrition Council Student Association with me and created events with me, attended events with me, and just encouraged me throughout my whole journey and just made it super fun. And those are the moments being with them, creating things with them, learning with them that made my experience at Loma Linda just a hundred times more enjoyable and memorable. So I couldn't end without giving my, my cohort the class of 2014 just a shout out. Thank you guys for who you were for me, for who you continue to be for me as friends, as professionals, colleagues. Let's all continue to go out there and change the world one plate at a time. One of the Bible verses Lily lives by was brought to her attention by her grandfather. This verse is found in Isaiah 6, 8, and it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. That's what Lily lives by. Here am I, send me. And let me tell you, Lily has gone places. To know more about the institution Lily currently works for, to read the published article Lily was a co-author of, and to see a video of the first mission trip to Pan American Health Services in Honduras Lily went on, take a look in this episode's show notes where I placed links to all this wonderful goodness. Thank you so much for joining us on the Nutrient Narratives podcast. Please join us for another episode. Until next time, remember to always trust in the Lord and eat well to live well.